Hi everybody, welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop, your monthly roundup of the best new music from the worlds of K-Pop, C-Pop, J-Pop, etc. Usual disclaimer at the beginning, please know I try to put my objective music critic hat on every time I do this, so it's never a personal diss toward anybody. Sorry if your fave doesn't make the cut, it's always so hard, I listen to literally hundreds of new releases every single month. So sorry, not everyone can make it, that's the nature of these lists, and the artist who really stood out to me amid the sea of new music I was consuming, that's what I talk about. It's very me trying to be objective. And stay tuned because at the end, I do an honorable mention mega roundup. So your fave, if they didn't make the top 20, might still be in this episode. So stay tuned. With that out of the way, here's the top 20 countdown. Best new music of January 2024. Narin, two singles, Na Na Na, and After the Play is Over. They're an astounding acapella group who I've praised again and again on the show because not only are they amazing with the acapella they do, their group synergy is just a marvel, but also they always pick cool and creative approaches to their medleys. They have a really great BTS Hits medley. I also love the recent coffee shop acapella medley of Jungkook songs, which include BTS album Jungkook songs. They are really something special, and I love seeing them shine, not just with their acapella covers, but with official singles where they stay acapella, and it just blows my mind. Number 19. N-A-Q-T-V-A-N-E, Dispersion. Fans of the single Chronic will stay satisfied for sure. They are so interesting in how hard to summarize their sound is. Because it's all rooted in a core foundation, a consistent quality. They have a character to their songs. They fit together, but they don't really match any key descriptor. They're not just pop or a ballad or anything. Those words never feel sufficient. Yet it's all cohesive. It's hard to explain, but they seem like just natural artists who have crafted this indecipherable but fascinating new color to sonic palettes, basically. I don't know who to compare them to. I don't know what genre really suits them best. They really are so hard to describe in an impressive way. The delivery helps, too. The main singer is neither blasé nor overly melodramatic. It's all ultimately, this is good, but I can't put my finger on why. It's all basically that feeling. Number 18. Baby Monster, Stuck in the Middle. First of all, the visuals. Beautiful dresses, elegant hairstyles, the settings, the way individuals have different castles, basically, that these princesses sing and walk through. It felt like they were each like portraying part of the Disney princesses. They look so good. The scenes, too, are just so pretty. And the skies and stuff. Visually, A-plus video. And the song is just super relatable about feeling stuck in an undefined state. Like, what are we in a relationship? And I really like what this could do for the group. Because Baby Monster, frankly, I was underwhelmed with Batter Up. That single did nothing for me. It felt derivative. But I thought the group had potential and talent worth waiting for. So if you didn't like their debut, don't write them off yet. This is way better for them. Really shows their vocal chops. Visually more, I think, up their alley. I hope they do more meaningful slow songs. A more elegant image in the future. It just suits them. I know YG Entertainment Girl groups focus less on the princessy stuff. More on the super confident fierce stuff. But I don't know. Maybe they should let Baby Monster be the exception. 
Number 17. Say the name, 17. Jun Sewoon Quiz. This feels like a summer comeback. It really has a summer feel-good vibe. So a nice January pick-me-up. It's full of groovy synths, mid-tempo pop, guitar-focused, easy listening. I would say the most mass appeal potential is in Sharpie. He really did put so much care into this, which always makes me like a release more. Like, he chose purple and yellow as notable colors in the quiz video because he said they represent his different sides. Like, purple, he feels, best represents his songwriter self. Yellow best represents his K-pop idol identity. He also took part in producing every song, and he consciously said he wanted to improve and expand his range. So he teamed up with a foreign act to do so, because he really wanted to watch Knightley, who worked on Sharpie, this American group in action. Like, what can I learn from shadowing for a day an American production process? So I expect just more surprises in his future for sure, because he's actively seeking out new musical tests for himself, musical quizzes, if you will, which is admirable. Number 16. Jeff Sutter, Ghost. First of all, you know I adore him. He's gorgeous. His voice is gorgeous. Incredible voice. He could sing anything and make it enthralling. But as for this song specifically, it's got so many really poetic lyrics. He always has this painful poetry. He sings about being tired of chasing the old you. So the song's called Ghost because it's about realizing, as he puts it, you're dead to me. But in a sad way, like not harboring a need for revenge or something, but just a profound sorrow that things will never go back to how they were. So he's gonna just stop trying to rekindle it. The video I'm really ruminating over. I'm still not sure what my full interpretation is. There's a lot going on. I think Jeff Sutter is playing different characters, but you could also argue it's him in different scenarios or time periods. I think Farmer Jeff is different from Captive Jeff, which is different from Horseback Riding Jeff, but I don't know. In any event, the video really is cinematic. It leaves you in thought, and it shows very just heavy emotional scenes. Sometimes sweet, sometimes bitter, sometimes sad, sometimes blissful. Chronologically, it's scrambled. Happy moments in a marriage, the end of the marriage, intertwined. And just so much ambiguity about who is more into the relationship. You could argue the blindfold represents the one who's more involved, more invested still, because that item was a key part of their playful hangouts. You could also argue the opposite, like it actually meant more to the person who took off the ring because they replaced it with the tumbleweed-type, twig-type homemade one, maybe with more sentimental value. So much to think about. Number 15. Yama, Awaken Build. This is basically classic J-pop fare meets city pop that was turned 10 times the normal speed, a fast-paced pop subgenre fusion. There are full speed ahead, rock songs, there are slower ones, it's just so varied. The most impressive are the moments where she pulls back a bit with the instrumental combinations, where she really actually exposes her hidden vocal chops, lets those get more of the shine, like the way her high notes contrast with the voice of her collaborator on Halo, or her high pitch she fluxes in the relatively simplistic instrumentally Hitamari. So vocal skills, instrumental variation throughout, and very just fast-paced 
joyride to listen to. She plays around with a wide soundscape. Number 14. Come, C-O-M-E, Colors. This artist is so not talked about enough. I know it's so early, but Lose is truly one of the most underrated best songs of the year so far. It is so fun, a mix of pure vocal talent, not just spectacle, with spectacle type nonsense. The ba ba is in the background, the whistles, those vocal switch-ups, kind of a cross between Jun Yanhua and Zior Park. Didn't think that would ever happen, but there you go. The other songs are really rollicking, good for dancing, between unexpected moments. So bookended between an unassuming intro and a somewhat eerie outro are carefree songs to dance to. Number 13. I Scream Selfie. This J-pop girl group has ballads, very eccentric alternative vibes. Eccentric, yeah, is the name of the game. Some retro, computer game-esque focus songs. They keep it very all over the place. Interesting for sure. Even their more ballad-like song is also not a ballad. It defies categorization. They personalize each genre, do it their own way. The best songs they say for last, the pre-releases with Girls Squared. I named The Finest, their song with Girls Squared, as one of the best songs of 2023. Really, it does hold up. Really great. Glad it's on the album. It deserves all the love. Number 12. Sakurazaka 46. I am so sorry. I'm going to try my best here. Ikutsuno Koronimo Doritai Inoka. This song has quite the power to resonate with millennials and Gen Z. It's about feeling that state of languishing, wanting more out of your life, but feeling kind of unsure how to get it. Not content, but also reminding yourself, don't romanticize childhood, the past either. Trying to find contentment in your phase of life. A lot of really interesting ways they word that message. And ultimately, they decide it's better to dwell on the future than the past. A very meaningful song that, like I said, can really widely resonate. And the video shows how you can both have a brighter future and stand up from the pack, be unapologetically yourself. Like, you don't have to be a cog in a machine now to get success later. The main thriver in the video is the girl in a beautiful braid and bright orange outfit. Very much center of attention, intentionally spinning around, controlling the action, it seems, and encouraging others to follow her colorful lead. Number 11. To Us, spelled T-W-S, sparkling blue. They describe their sound as boyhood pop, which sums it up very, very youthful in every way, from trying to make friends on the first day of school premise to little sonic finishing touches like the sound of a bell on a bike to the pre-release videos teasing, not much actually, just teasing wholesome friendship moments, but the documentary style pre-release stuff, video showing them in their trainee mode. Everything about this is catered to match the concept of fresh-faced, youthful, innocent, likable, wholesome guys. The jump-filled choreography, everything is youthful energy. I thought it was smart for Pletus Entertainment to make their next boy group, their first in 17, tap into the same vibe of 17's debut, the Adore You Days, without being derivative. Like, tapping into that, but also being clearly their own thing. Like, this does not, to me, bring to mind Adore You. It feels like To Us is their own group. 
They're not trying to overtly copy 17, even if there are similarities in the appeal. What will be interesting is if they keep the boyhood pop branding forever. Like, will this get old? Now I find it charming, but after a couple more comebacks, them aging, like, will this gimmick feel like a gimmick? Will the novelty fade? Will this get old as they get old? Like, how long can they keep interest with a fresh-faced concept before it's like, well, not anymore. We shall see, but for now, I'm enjoying it, and they are very charming. Number 10. Yena, Good Morning. If you are a longtime listener, you know how much I adore Yena's videos. Love, 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 except love war. I pretend that didn't happen. But smiley, smartphone, Yena in her quirky kids TV show-esque superpower character mode. Love it so much. And that fun, quirky character is back in another new form. She's this fierce but cutesy warrior who goes between sword fighting and just singing and dancing, bringing this town into a party and a sword fight. I actually wouldn't be surprised if there was overlap between Red Velvet fans and Yenna fans because they both have that fun mix of delightfully sinister characters and beyond cutesy, who, me, innocent ones. And that duality is still apparent with Yenna in a different way, of course. Love the video so much, and the mix of light and dark undertones in the album itself. Her delicate voice, though, I would say shines the most at the end. Number 9. Even, E-V-N-N-E, Unseen. Target Me is considered to be the partner album to Unseen, contrasting their seen and unseen sides, their obvious-on-the-surface feelings with the deeper, hidden ones. Four of the members have credits on this album, and they really do seem quite confident, despite their relative rookie status. Yunso actually called them confident little rascals. That's how he summed up their ugly video identities. They sure do act like confident rascals. A good way to sum up their sound, too. It's very bold, very in-your-face. This tech house R&B mix for ugly is very memorable, very distinctive. There's rad-heavy bass in this album, lots of layering instrumentally and vocally. Even when the vibe on the album gets more laissez-faire, it stays pretty packed. There's a lot going on. Speaking of a lot going on, the video has that too. Some supernatural behavior, some 2D imagery popping up. A lot to read into. Number 8. Hooey, Who Is Me, Complex. Fun fact, he actually said he's named several songs before Hum Bop. Like, that's been a title he's chosen, but each time he changed it last minute and was like, never mind. So it was a draft one option more than once. So I'm glad he saved it for himself. At the end of the day, I think it suits him. It's just very fun. Shows off his happy-go-lucky side that the video does too. Very likable. And with some twists, plot twists that go with the sonic plot twist, I guess you could say. It's a very boogie-worthy opening two songs. Then he unleashes his inner pop rock star. So the charisma, the mix of pop rock and funk pop, and his multi-octave range, and his nice mix of collaborations. He seemed to choose collaborators with different experiences, backgrounds, etc. In Industry Junior with Jin Hyuk, a bandmate, an equal experience-wise relatively in Woosok, and a different artist who caught his eye on a music show, Park Hyunjin. 
I think that collaboration range is really beneficial to any artist and proved to be the case with him, definitely. Number seven, Garni Delia, 10. The video for 10 at first underwhelmed me, but the more I thought about it, the more it felt like actually an artistic choice. This less is more approach with the focus on not narrative or special effects, but light shadows, hologram type filters. It left an impact on me as a viewer, despite no plot. They also proved to have a great musical instinct with this album. More of what they do best, great instrumental build-ups, well-crafted, very mobile songs, nothing gets too monotonous. Post-chorus guitars, always a great choice. There's big finish finale energy to some of these songs. One sounds like if spaceships were personified and assigned the task of making a ballad, so an intergalactic version of a ballad. There's a lot going on, but it is very true to Garnedelia. They're actually one of the first groups that really got me into J-pop, so very much revisit their catalog. If you're not into it, though, the most appealing, I think, for non-fans would be Only, the song that's the least like them. The finale is the best for just letting Maria's voice steal the show. Number six, Sol A, Inside Out. She really left an impression with just three songs. They just each had maximum impact. I love the Without You video. My interpretation is she basically was singing about she can't live without you, but she really was saying that to herself. So she faces herself in the mirror. Her and herself are the only main characters. She goes on adventures with herself. She has moments where she's in distress, but only the moments when she does not have her own back. When she is with herself, as if she was a second character, then she's having a good time. So lots to read into there. The songs are about loneliness, being about that fear of getting that feeling that loneliness gives you, of pulling you down into a pit type of thing. The lyrics are really interesting, almost like a personification of the emotion. At the end, with No Girl, she sings about, yeah, I realized I didn't need you, I'm better without you, but I do still need you in a way, because I fear being alone more. So again, it's about fearing the grip of loneliness pulling you down. It's an interesting introspective exploration of relatable themes in a new way. Number five, I, you, love wins all. A beautiful ballad with really romantic lyrics about the search for the antonym of loneliness and saying, I can't dream, I need your help to help me expand my imagination. Interesting ways to talk about how love can make your world feel less empty. The video at first, honestly, I was prepared to be disappointed by because, I mean, an apocalypse that has so been there, done that. But this, this video stood out to me. They did something different with it. I appreciate two key symbols. One is the clothes pile, especially because the spring day BTS memory it brought back. And two is the video camera. When they use the camera and literally they start seeing their surroundings through a new lens. Like their world is no longer dystopian in shambles, but it's filled with rich, colorful, happy feelings and experiences. They're revisiting the past with rose-colored glasses on basically. I thought it was a cool symbol usage together, especially, because you have a symbol with the clothes pile that they eventually have clothes added to, of leaving your past there, moving on, preserving that as it is, and that's it. Leave it alone. Focus on the future. 
Then the camera symbolism. Let's revisit the past and rewrite it. Rewrite our memories to instead be about the good we had. Let's try to actually change the past. So the mixes of future-focused and past-focused mindsets. In a song about love being a special force for you in the present moment, I just found an interesting juxtaposition and exploration of how, regardless of those points of view, what is winning should be love. Number four. Millet, anytime, anywhere. You know how much I adore her. Truly one of my favorite artists, period, of all time. And she's back with a new, beautiful EP, with a beautiful rawness to her voice. The passion is always palpable. The instruments are always sweeping, spectacular. The title track starts things off with lyrics about the sun will rise another day and trusting this pain after a relationship ends will be temporary. It's got beautiful guitar, flute, piano layers, a special moment when the instrumentals except for piano take a break and just let her voice shine. One final surprise is this great final high note. The other songs are like that too. Powerful intro leading into even better choruses, moments where instruments pull back a bit to give her voice some do shine, and impactful final moments in the instrumental detail like a flute trill or the lyric. And man does she pull out an impressive unexpected high note. There's beautiful short but sweet poetry in the lyrics to Bliss, which is my personal favorite. There's a jaunty pivot in Higher about this desire to have full transparency in a relationship. Then there's Wings, which starts like just a simple ballad, ends in the form of a power ballad. It ratchets up. Her voice really sings the heck out of that song. More exciting as it goes. So beautiful, accelerating, rising action feeling. Songs from a true artist. Number three. AB6, The Future Is Ours, Found. Such a cool follow-up to The Future Is Ours Lost. That album was more about a personal reflection. Now they turn outwards, externalizing their feelings, and I interpret it as these songs are now about finding strength and comfort in letting others in. So before they were losers because they emotionally walled themselves off, kept to themselves. But their openness comes with a sense of relief. In the past era's video for Loser, remember they ran in this tunnel where there was a dead end. Now in these new songs, multiple times, in Traveler and Whistle, they reference that tunnel. But the light at the end of it, and the ability to still create a better future, see the brightness around them. Thanks to you, when the second half of the album goes into thank you mode, with All Night and I Love You being about wanting to be with their loved one. So they realize the good around them, the potential they have in the first half of the album. Then the second half, they feel empowered to share their dreams and goals and bright future and just being in a better place emotionally, share that relief with a lover. So it's like emotional clarity came before love or vice versa. It's an interesting, thought-provoking set of related songs. The video is too. It's about life is not waiting for the storm to pass, but dancing in the rain. And they do dance in the rain. The storm passes. All is well. They made it.
and they made it maybe even more meaningfully than if they had made it past the dead end. If the tunnel had opened up, maybe it's actually better, more meaningful, that instead they actually found something better for their future, that they ended up actually liking more. Things worked out the way they were meant to. Number two. G-Idol 2. They stay as fierce as ever, love it so much, love when they have songs that nod back to past songs. This time they reference lyrics from My Bag in Rolly. Also like their past work, one of their strengths is the expansive choices they make instrumentally. There's Doll, which could easily fit on a spooky playlist next to Seventeen Song Monster. There's Vision, where they go for a more hushed delivery and a very take-charge demeanor. But then they kind of fall for love, kind of seem to lose control, or at least not have the upper hand, in seven days. Fate is about kind of making peace with losing a memory for good, moving on. Then Roly feels extra meaningful that they end with the lyrics, be fire and alright. Like, I got this. So a mix between vulnerable and confident moments, with confident moments a bit more frequently. Visually, I'm impressed too. They released Wife First, which I thought was smart. It's a short TikTok-ready song, and they kept the video so minimal. All-white room, matching wigs, but otherwise no color. Then, they did the opposite of an underwhelming visual for the -the over-the-top, spectacular, sparkly, silver, dazzling Super Lady video, which I totally could picture being the iconic introduction on a future world tour. So the contrast I thought was really cool and made very extra. Drum roll, please. Best release of the month. Itzy, Born to Be. They really delivered a bajillion comebacks in one release. Video after video, more songs in this album became singles than not. This release has been on my mind, kind of by design, for an extended period of time. Smart marketing and a delight for fans. They've done everything with this comeback. The choreography focus showed what they can do in a large formation in Born to Be. Then the choreography flexing came with a focus on prop usage in Mr. Vampire. Then the choreography flexing was matched with special effects and larger-than-life settings for Untouchable. So different ways to show the same strengths. A perfect encapsulation of what this Born to Be era is. Finding different ways to show the same strengths we've been seeing. We've seen their dance skills. We've seen their stage presence, their attitude, singing, rapping. And now we just see them in so many new ways. From pop rock to bubblegum pop. From ambiguous and dark to pink-filled, sweet stuff. The solo videos ran the gamut. And I really hope Leah gets a full video for Blossom whenever she feels ready. Or at least more shine for Blossom. A very visually impactful album, and sonically very rich as well, and anthemic. The best, in my personal opinion, Dynamite. It really shows a cool group synergy, the way their voices work together. Plus it has a classic itsy style to its sass. Now for a lightning round of so, so many honorable mentions in a random order. The Thai girl group Alala had a really catchy song in To The Top, and with the clear green screen and being as tall as skyscrapers and stuff, very much gave Espa vibes with the video, and the song itself too, kind of Espa-ish with the attitude and sound. Adu released Chocolate Cadabra, which is a very wild in the best way song, especially the instrumental. What a ride. 
Ballistic Boys release God Mode, which has no second to spare. And their voices volley off of each other. Two impressive results going back and forth. And it's a very in-your-face, brassy, electronic, instrumental mix. Chingmo released Wonderful Days. The best song is FWB. When his angst remains, but the instrumental... It gets deceptively fun, and it's like if someone told him to make a song for a comedy movie, and he said, okay, but I'm gonna do it my way, or unconsciously did it his way. So still some edge to it. I also hope in the future he goes for a full synth haze in his songs, more in the future, like You're the Only One. Danny Goldman has a funny video for Hajime Mashite. Long story short, he is really excited to get to know this girl who his friend is taking with them but his friend becomes the third wheel because he's letting him trail behind them in public as they walk while he tries to flirt up a storm with their tour guide, only to realize at the end, when he asks where she went, she went home with her husband, and he has a turn-to-camera-two stare-in-shock moment. Very sitcom-like. I hope I Chillin do more songs like Bite Me in the future. It's really their best instrumental yet. It just goes really hard. The bold beat matches the bold attitude. And I love that the instrumental is the focus of the choruses. The choruses stay pretty lyricless and give potential time for dance breaks. Lehigh released My Beloved, a beautiful ode to love and the power of love to make you feel content where you are. And a beautiful lyric about how you might feel buried, but a star is still going to glow. So you'll get out and be your own source of light. Only one of Stay On Brand with the sultry Things I Can't Say Love album. Psychic Fever released 99.9 Psychic Radio. And just like Dat, really classic hip-hop sound. And it is just such a good single choice. Temperature is a good B-side if you're a fan of Groovelin Records type sound, like a Ravi song. Uru released Ambivalent, a really satisfying full cinematic feel. It really captures the sense of wonder that the music video also entails, where she travels via box and keeps popping up around the world. A new surprise location every time. Yoltu, Y-U-L number two, released Obsession, with a really stellar, breathy vocal delivery, really great, and complemented nicely with the soft piano and strings. Asaki, spelled 4S4KI, released Magic Sword, which is a digital distortion tribute, a tribute to digital distortions in the best way. If you want cute, sappy romance stories, watch these videos. 10 Centimeters Dear, really cute young love. Sunnyside MJ and SBGB's You're My Pretty Star. And Catch Reaver's Sunflower, starring real-life couple Mimi from Goo Goo Dan and Thunder from M. Black. Yane Junman released Spooky, which is such a strange mix of rock, synth, rap influences. The confident message feels authentic, feels believable, because he really does just go genreless. Rusu Jun released Two Rocks, Two R.O.X. She teamed up with Xylo for it, which is a big moment for her in terms of English language audiences. The bold bass requires volume up. I love that she did get to explore this darker, dramatic side to herself. Rea Suda sounds fantastic as always. Beautiful voice with Ray of Light. When it comes to NCT 127 fact check remixes, the better out of the two is the hypnosis one. 
Chemos released Bloom. Love, love, love Stitches featuring Yan Yan. But Touch is a club-ready banger. There's some slow R&B stuff that brings Jay Park to mind. And the smooth-voiced skin. Katsumeshi released Katsunopolis 13, an uplifting, smile-worthy album, the best being the song Sweet Baby. Kim Minsook teamed up with Sam Ryder for Back in Love, a song they worked on last year when Sam was in South Korea for a concert. While he was there then, they performed a duet version of Sam Ryder's hit song, Tiny Riot, very much here for this friendship. Amazing Show released Amazing Show, an electronic album. The first half is better, I would say. The best is You Are My Crazy Lover. There are new videos out for some older releases, like The Boys released videos for Two with Honey and Rat in the Trap, both commendable for getting me to revisit songs I honestly skipped before, like didn't care for. After giving them one try, that was it. I didn't give them a second chance, but they were like, trust us, these are better b-sides than you thought. I like how post-release additional videos can do that. They went all out for Rat in the Trap especially, this interesting back and forth with black and white and color scenes and this whole key thief hijinks premise. ATs have also released a series of new videos. I would say my favorite is Youth, just because Yoonho and Mingi look so sharp. Speaking of 80s, I found Daichi Mura's Pixelated World to sound like a diluted 80s song, like an 80s b-side people would forget about. So I kind of like it, but it could be better. Do with it what you will. I Am and Hayes teamed up for Slowly that has real hitting-you-hard lyrics like You're merely a habit, not a feeling. It's a song about making peace with parting with someone. Limelight are thriving with their classic K-pop sound with the EP Last Dance. I also thought it was smart to have acapella versions on the album, just to flex a bit. The best I would say is, if you know, you know. Mazel, M-A-Z-Z-E-L, released Waterfall, which has build-up on top of build-up, great multi-level build-up in the pre-chorus, rapping and singing, and Eastern and Western instrumental influences all get their time to shine. Another versatile boy band number, Mirror with Rocket Stars, an addictive instrumental and as much fun in the moments they're whispering as it is they're chanting loudly. Pretzel released Original, an EP that clearly borrowed from some R&B, like 90s R&B, until getting to the song Dreamgirls, which goes full retro dance music. Overworld released the anime version of I Century. The rugged voices mixed with this really rapid drumming and guitars. It's really exhilarating and is a delightful saxophone twist. In terms of new covers you should check out, Esper released their version of Regret of the Times. BXB covered The Black Cat Narrow. Ivan Saweetie teamed up for All Night by Icona Pop. To be honest, I was really hoping for Ivan Saweetie for their collab moment to be original music. So I was really let down. Maybe they'll reconnect in the future. And while it seems like, wait, didn't Icona Pop's All Night come out like five years ago? Actually, no, it came out in 2013. Yeah, time flies. And while we're talking about Icona Pop, you know what was underrated and still is? Emergency. Emergency should have had what All Night had, popularity-wise. There I said it. Zhou Yu Chen released the jazz EP Schubert and Mozart, Round Midnight. Kim Jae-Hwan released Ponytail. Solo released her version of Love is Gone, and looks stunning in this white dress in her new video for it. 
And Purple Kiss released a new video for Light Switch, the Charlie Puth cover they did on tour. They also dropped a newer video for Biscuit that celebrates their summer tour. In terms of best OSTs of the month, the ones that caught my ear most, Boon Hui Lu's Oink, Zero Base One member Zhang Hao's I Wanna Know, and the Universe Ticket soundtrack, the best being the pop rock Dopamine, although maybe Miracle is second place. Hip-hop meets just sunny chant-filled moments. Waker released Mission of School. For such an overtly schoolboy concept, they had way deeper voices than I thought. They have this Kingdom-esque, like the group Kingdom, intro, a great bouncy instrumental for Dash, a low-key vibe on Daydream, classic K-pop fair with Start With Me and Spirit, a piano ballad, Paradise is When, Their Youth is More Apparent, They Are Still Youthful Voices. The pop rock main track, Atlantis, is definitely for fans of AB6's latest era too, with Grab Me. They end with an interesting send-off. Dreaming Talk Day 1 is this outro dialogue. Kiddo, K-I-D-O, released Machines, a super underrated bop with a really electronified, on-purpose voice, if you're into that stuff. Vinny is super cute on the love song, I Love You. I spelled E-Y-E. OWV released Bremen, really rousing, really earworm-worthy instrumental. One Fives Choco Love is really hard to describe, but it's flirty and spooky in equal amounts. Cravity released the Japanese EP Dilly Dally. The video was out in December, but shout out to it here too, because it's just so cute and Valentine's Day approved. It's like a game of how many heart-shaped items can you find in this video. Billy started the year with a special song about hoping for a fresh start, resolving to have a year with peace and no regrets, no worries, in January 0th, a hope song. I'm touched. All hours, spelled with parentheses around the H, like all ours, released the album All Ours. Love that name, love the branding, love the drift instrumental, love all the instrumentals really. Although, I'm not a fan of the song All Ours. I think it could have just been a nice, solid, bold, cohesive album with just four songs. Full disclosure, I have to do some recs for songs from artists I've interviewed before for the site and newsletter, shameless plug, 17karatkpop.substack.com. But disclaimer aside, I do like to think I'm objectively saying, yeah, these releases are worth some hype. Gubin released Really Like You, which is just super sweet and youthful and endearing, the song and the video. High Key released Thinking About You, with production credit going to Ryan Jun and other powerhouses like Martin Stilling, who's worked with Zed, Charlie XCX. It's cool that Thinking About You is dubbed the group's first love song. Like, rather than go out the gate with a generic concept, they waited. It wasn't even their debut or second comeback era. It feels more unique to have waited to put out the first official love song. Chris Main released I'm Not Sorry, a good rock song, and I also talked to Vision, VXON. This P-pop group released the album 2020, which has hard and soft songs, R&B and rap, solos and group songs, a bit of everything. The solid ending to really show vocal power is Lee San, this strip song. 
I would say the catchiest is KNT. Supposo is a good one for fans of just B's Medusa. It's a bit reminiscent of that instrumental. Seventeen, as of recording time, are not in comeback mode, yet they're treating us anyway, like with Woozy's What Kind of Future, a beautiful song he promised Moonbin he would release on his birthday, which he did. It's about having zero idea what kind of future the relationship has, but it has extra meaning now, rest in peace Moonbin, to have this song out about wishing you had clear answers for knowing how long a relationship can last. The group also performed in Macaw the meaning of meeting. Actually, if you don't count the songs that were released in Chinese and other language versions, like solely Chinese, the meaning of meeting is their first Mandarin, just standalone Chinese song. SF9 release sequence. The best B-side is strings. Bibora was a good call for the title track, and it has a really interesting music video, with some action happening and other action happening below it, like as if there's a horizontal underworld and regular world, and different degrees of drama, different elements seem to infiltrate the other world, dark and ominous moments contrasted with pleasant ones, calmer ones, tons of movie star close-up moments too, like the wet hair, the wind blowing their hair back. Yeah, it's kind of a hair commercial too. Surin Reverse. This album is full speed ahead, fires off on all cylinders, such a colorful rock album, with songs that sometimes start off kind of unassuming, but quickly they ratchet up to full charisma. Stella is a great example of, whoa, that started out mid, but that escalated quickly. LOL, Life Is. I'm going to give an honest assessment of this co-ed group J-pop album. Starts with a couple unmemorable openers, then the party-ready Just Dance. An interesting alternative approach in Light of Flame, but then back to a generic sound in You. Raise Me Up proves they should have spent more time in that guitar-heavy, triumphant anthem category, not the more generic Just Dancing and Having a Good Time category. A brassy fun party vibe in What to Choose then a lively ending, Home Sweet Home. So overall, a nice mix of tempos and vibes that show off their distinct group dynamics. So a solid release, but some skips. Vanner, Capture the Flag. The alt-rock jackpot, with a bit of blues rock, is their best main track to date. And you can definitely hear the Pentagon influence, because Wusok and Hui from Pentagon composed and wrote it. There's a cute, innocent feel with Ponytail, Be My Love, the sweet pop ballad, Across the Stars. After Party has a vibe of an after party for sure. Just a chill, low-key, post-main event hangout. Then there's Circuit, which Gone contributed to. He said that race car circuit representation that came to mind is kind of a metaphor for the fans and them being the engine that keeps their car moving, basically. So sweet messages, but also just delivered in a more fun, instrumentally way than ever. Novelcore Hero Best summarized is rap rock with lots of personality, playful sound effects peppered throughout. I love that the intro is I am the, and the last song is hero. Nice full circle moment. But the best song, Typhoon. Kim Jonghyun, Brilliant Seasons. 
You could most succinctly describe his work as synth-driven mischief. Synth mischief. Playfulness with a synth focus. The most distinct, the most unique one is New Season. It starts with some more similar-to-each-other tracks, then greater contrasts when you get to the last two. The motto video is so picturesque, the way colors literally pop off and splash everywhere, a real-time work of art on top of other works of art, vivid colors in many of them, a cute dog who he gives a high five, possibly a different dog that joins him on the road trip adventure, not sure what happened there, an unexpected Just Right by Got 7-esque shrunken down by the cereal twist mid-video. Lots of twists throughout, really. He's just having a good time. Eight turn, stunning. I love that they realize the power of fashion to make a statement. Like before, they intentionally wore pants backwards. That was their thing to show we're marching to the beat of our own drum. This time, they're in these jumpsuits and got matching blonde hair. So the focus on them with this team, stronger together image. I just appreciate the attention to fashion as a voice. There's a very fun Western vibe to Nam. Another memorable one, The Game, which sounds like a Rise song, a song Rise would do. Although it's personalized, and it feels like it could become like a theme song for 8-turn with the 8-turn Never Gonna Back Down lyrics. B1A4, Connect. They've got a nice, somewhat half-and-half split between up-tempo retro sounds and the more emotional slow stuff. The video for Rewind, I'm not sure how much I like it, because it's very ambiguous, but almost to the point, it means nothing. It's indecipherable. I mean, they sing about this desire to make their wild dreams reality, and the mundane turns bizarre again and again. But if there is a deeper plot, a deeper meaning to the specifics of those dreams they bring to life, it was lost on me. Maybe there was like an Inception-type dream infiltration element, like when one of them shoots through the window of the bus one of them is in. There's a lot to read into, maybe some references that just went over in my head, but I'm still thinking about it, so I guess they did something right. There's so many songs that came out at the end of December that were too late for my best of the year 2023 lists and episodes that I really want to talk about still and show appreciation for, but for the sake of time, I'll do that in a future episode and or write up on Substack. So I will show appreciation, but artists, please stop releasing music in late December. You're not going to get the promo you deserve for your great music. All the best of the year lists are done. No one's paying attention. Wait till January so I can talk about it. Anyway, if you are a paying subscriber, 17karatkpop.substack.com, you get a list of all these honorable mentions in this episode, so you don't have to write anything down. You'll get a convenient list handed to you. Remember, the show is really financially, frankly, in a make-or-break year. Help it keep going. Help me keep giving you music recommendations galore by subscribing for the paying tier of posts. Or subscribe for free to get at least the top 20 official ranking and corresponding write-up. 17karatkpop.substack.com Again, please support my work. Thank you all so much, and I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody!